0: Hi, welcome to My CBT Podcast. This is Dr. Julie Osborne, and I really appreciate you being with me. I hope everybody's doing well. Today, I wanted to talk about the resilient personality and how we bounce back from difficult hardships in our lives. And we're all going through a lot of different hardships right now, right, with this pandemic in many different ways. So, first, a quote I wanted to read by Ralph Waldo Emerson is, what lies behind us And what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. And that's about resiliency, right? That how we bounce back, that even though there's all these things going on out in the world, what's within us is going to help us get to that place we want to be. You know, all of us experience major disruptions at certain points in our lives, especially now, right? (laughs) In fact, it's, you know, expected and it's a predictable hallmark of the human condition. So for some of these hard times come frequently you know the impact of trauma is overwhelming and recovery if it comes at all can be painfully slow sometimes too some people show resilience and are able to glide through these times fairly easy they bounce back to normal life again quickly so resilience means the strength required to adapt to change and it lies at the heart of the mental and emotional health and again all of us are different regarding resiliency and part of it is personalities, experiences we've had before. Research studies actually in recent years have focused on the struggles faced by those who have been emotionally, sexually, physically abused as children, as well as those who have grown up with learning disabilities and attention deficit disorders. So they share in common many of the same characteristics of those who've endured traumas later in life, such as war, the loss of a loved one, natural disasters, financial catastrophes, or major illnesses. What's been most interesting in these studies is the finding that some traumatized people, both those with childhood abuse and other challenges, as well as those who experience life disruptions in adulthood, suffer virtually no ill effects from the trauma. In fact, in many cases, they seem to have grown stronger and led more integrated lives. So this unexpected finding has guided researchers to explore the nature of resilience, right? Because it's like, why is that? Why do some people actually grow from it and others really have a hard time, you know, pushing through? So the normal life cycle contains predictable periods of disruption, right? So for example, when we move from childhood to adolescence, you know, everything we had previously known about the world goes through a jarring transformation. (laughs) So during this period of life disorganization, our bodies go through tremendous hormonal and developmental changes. Our definitions of other people change, our motives and our interests change, we learn how to find ourselves as individuals with autonomy, and we expand our range of social relationships. Similar stages of disruption occur when the adolescent moves into young adulthood, and then into a permanent relationship, possibly parenting, middle age, and then good old retirement and aging. So these periods of transformation can induce potent emotional reactions such as depression, anxiety, loneliness, and anger. And those who lack resilience find these changes to be a struggle. Others welcome the changes and move through it easily and naturally. So it's interesting to, you know, see how people cope with life and, you know, how they manage things. And my experience as a therapist, it's so interesting when I hear people share their thoughts about their experiences. And I can see how that has really played a significant role in how they've dealt with the situation. So other periods of disruption can be caused by unexpected events that turn life upside down. Hello, COVID-19. There we are, right? Also automobile accidents, illnesses, the death of a loved one, divorce, acts of terrorism, war, natural disasters, such as floods or hurricanes, the loss of employment. A lot of people are dealing with that right now. And financial upheavals can challenge our ability to cope. So all of this that I'm talking about obviously really relates to today, right? So. Any of these can become make or break situations depending on the degree to which resilience comes into play it can make a big difference. so I want to say you know we all have the capacity to reorganize our lives after disruption happens and achieve new levels of order and meaningfulness if we know how to activate our resilience. In fact, in order to mature through the process of meaningful change and reintegration, we may need to experience life disruptions, you know that that said. You know, we grow from things. I mean, if nothing happened to us, it'd be really hard to grow as a person, right? And to learn things if everything was just kind of easy and there was no disruptions. So, in other words, you know, the disruptions are not necessarily a bad thing because they do help us grow and to meet future challenges in our lives. So, during the depths of chaos, we're vulnerable, which we don't like to be, right? Because we don't know what lies ahead. But as we learn and adapt during the chaos, we prepare ourselves to meet further stresses in the future. So the failure to pass successfully through any cycle of chaos and stress may leave us crippled with regard to the future life disruptions. So it's important that whatever we're going through, we process it, we learn from it, we understand our thoughts, we understand how it makes us feel, and we go through a healing process to get to the other side and can grow. All of us can learn methods to become more resilient, for sure. Sometimes, however, our lack of closure on previous life experiences blocks us from adapting to new periods of stress as they come along. So for example, a woman abused emotionally by her father in childhood may have great difficulty accepting his death if she still carries unresolved conflicts during her early abuse. So that's where a lot of times, you know, therapy really is necessary to really get to that deeper level. And through that, she might be able to achieve some closure on the abuse from her childhood And this would open the way for her to accept his death, and more readily, that is, with resilience, right? So, similarly, a man who is exposed to physical violence in childhood might find it difficult because of his unresolved issues. He might be really angry, feel like a victim. You know, it may have a really hard time accepting when a national trauma, such as a terrorist act, happens. So, he may continue to dwell on issues of anger and injustice for months after the event because of his past. And this could affect your job, your family life. So again working through this with therapy can be the route for anybody to gain closure on unresolved issues and to work more to work toward more feeling integrated regarding acts of you know violence or abuse that may come up in the future so it's really important to look at your history and say you know do i have anything unresolved that i could work through to help build up my resistance so developing resi- resilience excuse me depends on many factors. In addition to achieving the closure, those that are resilient have many of the different characteristics that I want to share with you guys, right? So how do, might be saying, okay, resilience sounds great. How do I actually become more resilient? If that's something that I want. So one of the first things, which is, you know, a little hard right now, to be honest with you, is a sense of hope and trust in the world. But those who are resilient seem to believe in the basic goodness of the world and trust that things will turn out right in the end the positive attitude allows us to weather times when everything seems bleak and to look for and accept and support that there's out there and this approach toward the world gives us the ability to hope for a better future so this one i really use right now because i have times that i really struggle with feeling hopeful regarding the future about what things are going to look like and how long is going to take us to get there and being honest with you guys so you know i do focus on the basic goodness of the world and the people around me and people that i've met that i believe that you know that most people in the world are good and do want the best for each other and we have to hold on to that belief really tight to to work on feeling resilient in this time another thing to help build your resilience is the ability to tolerate pain and distressing emotions again really relatable right some people can deal with pain better than others and this might have a biological component For example, some can deal with the dentist without any difficulty, right, while others dread having their tooth drilled. But the same holds true with emotional pain. Some people can tolerate anxiety and others just become incapacitated in the face of stress. It is encouraging to know that with the help of a professional therapist, though, and getting, you know, some really good guidance and practicing, you can learn to deal better with emotional pain. And your biology is not necessarily your destiny, which is really important to remember. There's a lot of things you can do. And that's why I'm trying to teach you the CBT through these podcasts so you can start feeling a little more empowered and making changes. Another thing to do to build resilience is your interpretation of experiences and having it in a new light. So sometimes we look at situations in a way that keeps us stuck in a negative thinking pattern, right? So those who are resilient have the ability to look at the situation in a new way. So we call this reframing. I talk about it regarding balancing your thoughts, right? Identifying your hot thoughts, which aren't necessarily true, not 100% true, and balancing them out. And this can minimize the impact of the trauma in your thought process. So one benefit of working with a therapist during a life disruption is that a new and more objective definition of your trauma situation can be developed, and this opens the way to handle the crisis more successfully. Resilient people take creative approaches towards solving a problem and reinterpret old definitions in new ways. It's really important to have a meaningful system of support. One of the best ways to endure a crisis is to have the support of another person who can listen and validate our feelings. Really important. Knowing that others care and will come to our support lessens the feeling of isolation, especially when tackling the problem alone. And a lot of us just feel isolated now, anyways, because it's hard for us to connect with each other the way we're used to. So that's why it's important to, you know, the phone calls or if you can socially distance comfortably or doing, you know, video chats to feel connected to the people in your life. It's also important to be selective who those people are going to be that you're going to trust. And no one person can be expected to be the perfect means of support. So often it takes several friends. So each of them can provide different kinds of support to you. Resilient people are proficient in making friends and keeping them, and they have the judgment to know who their friends should be, as well as the ability to give and take in their interactions with others. And all this comes from practice. The more you are out there and have relationships, or are honest with yourself, the better you know you'll get. I I believe for myself that the older I get, the smaller my group of friends is because I'm more particular about the people that I spend my time with, and that. I need to know that I can trust them and that they're there for me and there's a lot of meaning in our relationships. Another way to build some resiliency is having a sense of mastery and control over your own destiny, which is really important. So resilient people seem to have a feeling of independence and a sense of their own life and perspective. They don't feel that they are at the mercy of forces that aim to crush them. When they see a problem, they tackle it because ultimately you know that your survival and the integrity of your life values depends on it. You can have a sense of personal responsibility and self-discipline it takes to accomplish your goals. And while you have a sense of your own independence, you also have the freedom to to depend on others, setting appropriate limits on their dependency. So it's more of an interdependence, right? It's you, it's your friend, your partner, whoever it is, and then it's you guys together. And that's where you want to be as an interdependence. You also want to work on having a good self-image and self-respect. People who show resiliency generally have been treated with appreciation, care, and love from their early childhood. So again, it's not that you can't change it, but it definitely helps growing up that way. And if you're a parent, that's something to keep in mind right now with your kids, is treating your children with appreciation, care, and love can really help their own self-image and self-respect. Now they've also learned that they see themselves in a positive light and they see themselves as people who deserve to be treated with respect by others. So when a life disruption creates a challenge, to your self-image, you'll be able to restore your feelings of self-esteem quicker. Without a positive sense of self, you'll find yourself stuck in a crisis, often secretly feeling that you deserve the negative experiences which has transpired in your life. Fortunately, positive self-esteem can be reinforced in therapy again. And, you know, my, um couple of my podcasts back I had on self-esteem. So you can go back and listen to that to get a little more information there. A couple more things I want to share regarding resiliency is self-reflection and insight can be really important. When you're resilient, you have the capacity for learning. You're able to talk about your life, your experiences, your thoughts and feelings. You can provide a coherent autobiographical account of who you are and how you became to be who you are, right? What are your experiences in the past? You have the ability to develop an objective explanation of your strengths and your weaknesses. You know, one of the goals of therapy, you know, is to provide someone with the ability to reflect on your own life and from the self-reflection to develop insight into your current life circumstances. You know, having me to have insight on why are my relationships the way they are, good or bad, and to be able to understand that. So rather than feeling defensive about my life circumstances, I'm more open to new ideas and I'm more flexible enough to try new ways for dealing with my problems. Resilient people are able to learn from their mistakes and they don't punish themselves because they made them. That's really important, really important. Also, one last thing is it's important to have a wide range of interests and a sense of humor, right? Super important. If you show resilience in the face of adversity, it's those who have a diversity of interests in their lives. So you're open to new experiences and ideas. And because your lives are rich, they can draw on a variety of experiences when your life is disrupted. So a hobby, a different group of friends, a talent, those are some ideas regarding that. You can find relief from the single-mindedness and worry, which you often accompanies a period of crisis, right? So that's important to be able to have the variety so I'm not stuck in just depending on one thing to help me feel better. I have choices. And finally, you can laugh. Humor has both physiological and psychological benefits in relieving the stress of trauma because it encourages a swift change in our perception from our circumstances. And when our thoughts change, our mood follows, right? That's what I'm teaching you guys all the time. When you change your thoughts, your mood will follow. So there's a lot of things you can do regarding increasing your resiliency, which all of us probably need a little bit right now. And as I've always said, you know, take what you like, leave the rest. I gave a lot of, you know, different ideas about, you know, the sense of hope and trust in the world, your ability to tolerate pain and distressing emotions, interpreting your experiences in a new light, having a meaningful system of support, you know, having a sense of mastery and control over your destiny, having a good self-image and self-respect, being able to self-reflect and insight and being honest with yourself and having a wide range of interests and a sense of humor all of those things will build up your resiliency and these are things again you can teach your friends your family if you have children you know now's the time especially children going through this difficult time is to help build their resiliency by again treating them with appreciation care and love from their early childhood and it's never too late even if your kids are grown <laughs> you know to still show them with appreciation care and love and enforcing the importance of them having self-respect and having a good self-image can go a really long way and believing in yourself. Something else that I think is really important, I talk to a lot of people about this in therapy, is that I think a lot of us are more resilient than we think we are, and we minimize the things that we've gone through. So we don't kind of use it as building blocks going forward. And when you're going through a difficult time, you want to look back and say like, wow, you know what? I went through this and I went through that before and I dealt with that. I never thought I was going to get through this other situation. Those are all building blocks that if I handled that, I can handle this. One day when I share more of my story, my one little thing I can add right now is that I was almost nine when my parents divorced and my mom left and moved to another state and I stayed and me and my brother and sister all grew up with my father back in Buffalo, New York. And my way of coping and my resiliency, I guess, back then was just going forward and leading my life and pretending like it didn't affect me. And at the time it worked. Eventually I had to deal with all those feelings, but it did get me through that time, which I'm grateful for. But I remember sharing as an adult with people and I would minimize like, oh yeah, my mom left, but I'd see every summer, everything was okay. And you know, people I said that to were like, what? You were what? You were like eight years old your mom left? Like, that's just, that's tough. And, you know, they would point out to me what a difficult thing I went through and my own resiliency that I never gave myself credit for. So now when I'm up against things and I think back and I think, wow, as a young kid, I found a way through, however, my person, I know it's part of my personality, but I also had, you know, a lot of good support from my dad and my siblings and other people that were in my life. And I was able to have a pretty good self-image back then. And I did have a wide range of interests and it helped me get through. So I didn't even know about this stuff, right? But I look back and I can see that now. So again, when I have other things in my life that come up and I'm like, this is a tough one. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I look back in my life and I, I give myself more credit now than I used to about things that I got through. And how I grew from them, and how I became healthier, and how I have a much better life today because I learned from that. And I understand the circumstances, I understand everything that happened back then, and the choices my parents made, so that I can grow from that and just be a happier person today. So think back in your life. I think we all have at least one thing that we have had to go through that was difficult whatever it might be, whatever it might be, and see that you got through it. And because of that, you are more resilient than you think, and you have more strengths than you see or give yourself credit for, and that you'll be able to handle whatever comes your way. And that's a really important thing to know and to remind yourself every day when you get up out of bed and you're walking into maybe a difficult situation or uncertainty, that you can handle whatever comes your way and you know who to reach out to and you know what support you have and you have the strength to do that. So with that, I'm going to leave it with my mantra to make decisions based on what's best for you, not how you feel. Stay safe and be well. Reach out. Let me know if this has been helpful, if there's other things you'd like me to talk about and share. I just want to be there for you guys. I want you to have tools at the end of my podcast that you can start using right away and start seeing a difference in your life. So again, thanks for spending this time with me. And we'll talk soon. You can always reach out to me if you have more questions, if I didn't answer something completely, if you have any other thoughts, any suggestions for shows, you can go to mycbtpodcast at gmail.com. My website is mycognitivebehavioraltherapy.com. There's videos and newsletters, more information on what CBT, a lot of great stuff is on there as well that you can learn and can help you build the tools that you're looking for. So you can always call me at my office. I'm at 949-224-3136. And again, I'd be more than happy to talk to you and take the time and hopefully set you in a good direction. And again, I would appreciate if you could go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review and send in any questions or suggestions. So again, stay safe, be well, and we'll talk again next week. THANK